This episode is sponsored by HG Magic Wear's Fine Magical Goods. Do you find yourself needing a bit of extra magic but lack the time to research and go out and harvest something that may or may not work? HG Magic Wear's has you covered with a collection of custom blended botanicals for your magical needs. Four mystical blends are currently available to choose from, or hell, just get one of each. There's graveyard dirt used to conjure the spirit of the dead, connect with your ancestors, or assist with mediumship. Crossroads dirt is for those of you that like to make deals, dance with the devil, or connect with crossroads spirits such as Hecate. Access Mundi powder is a powerful blend for accessing the world tree to travel between worlds, help bring in the heights of heaven and the depths of earth right to you. Spirit Offering is a personal blend to feed the spirits of nature and those around you. Each one is handcrafted with real ingredients harvested ethically and safely for your magical use. Order today and as a special incentive for the Wine Spirits and Witches Coven, use promo code WSW10 to get 10% off your order. Visit thegreenmanstore.com and search HG Magic Wares today to place your order. By fire and air, water Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your high priestess for this evening. How you doing, Monica? I'm doing fine, 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 because I have just been drinking Baileys, and I'm buzzing, my friends. And by just drinking Baileys, she doesn't mean like she just started sipping it. I mean, we've got her nice and liquored up for you guys. She's already on her second, I don't want to call it glass, her second shot glass? A second Dose. Second dose. Oh, it's more than an ounce. So it's more than a shot. Yeah, see? But, you know, it's it goes Monica, real so smooth. she kind of just gets drunk, like, looking at things yep. sometimes, you know? It's good. It's easy, and it's cheap. <laughs> You're a cheap date. I am. You're that is for sure. date. For sure. Well, I'm not. So. I know. I know. <laughs> I know that. I'm drinking Empress Gin tonight. And it's purple. It's purple. It's really awesome. I first heard about it from Emily, our former co-worker. So shout out to you, Emily. We hope that you are enjoying Seattle. Yes, and we miss you. We miss you. And I love the pictures of you going on these beautiful walks with and your, your cat. With your cat. Nice. It's really fucking cool. Yes, it is. So I'm drinking that and I'm drinking it with freshly squeezed orange juice because my darling Ricky made it for you yes he did and it tastes really good and Very if good. any of you guys have been fortunate or misfortunate enough to have ricky mix you a drink you know that there's this thing called ricky drinks uh-huh where it's like strong enough to be four drinks in one glass i love it and the mixed mix mixer is like just to like color just yeah. for coloring but this is actually really good he did a very good job i balanced it yeah he balanced it i'm actually on my second Second, I kind of refilled it half. So one and a half. Okay. I'm yeah. on one and a half. Yeah, she should good. be buzzing any minute now. Uh, no. You know, I think I actually made it stronger Ooh. the second time around. Probably. But it's gin and it is made with pea blossoms to get that beautiful purple color. Oh, nice. It's beautiful. It's it's really lovely and I think it's going to be really fucking cool to make with um, 
just plain tonic water because mm -hmm. then you'll get that beautiful color with it right. too. Like a lighter purple, yeah, it would be pretty. It kind of reminds me of when we were in New Orleans yes. and we had that the elder, Mayflowers. elderberry. Mayflower drink. Wasn't mm -hmm. it a Mayflower drink? It was called the Mayflower. It was like elderberry champagne. Yeah, it was so good. Elderberry is really good. It it's is. Really it's really delicious. And my old work was picking it off the side of the freeway to make tonics with it to help you get oh. over like colds. Really? Yeah, that's it awesome. It really good and I think it did help a little. Did it oh, do elderberry, the elder trees grow here? Because there's one, that's my favorite tree from back bush. east. And if we go back in May, they should be in bloom and I'll be very excited about that. That'll be, be awesome. I have to find that tree when I go back because that tree was magical to me. You say that, and I just thought, like, we have our chance for Monica to, like, have a Bigfoot run in. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could happen. It could. It could. It we could. could. We could make it happen. <laughs> Is Ricky tall enough to, like... No, I, I don't like want Bigfoot? no fake shit. I want the real Okay, deal. let me just say this, because I think I've pointed this out before. When I was in Florida, what's, like, Swamp Squatch's name? Uh, they call him the... What the hell do they call him? The Man swamp? Pig? They, I think they call him the, the no, Swamp No, he has like Man. a weird name. Swamp Squatch. What's his name? It's like Ape something. I don't know. Uh, the, swa oh the Swamp Ape. Swamp Ape? Is that I his think name? So, yeah. so. Let me see. We have to Google it. When it's Swamp Bigfoot. Is that is that like a good one? Swamp Bigfoot. Swamp Skunk Ape. Skunk Ape. Skunk Ape. Skunk Ape. Yes, yes. So I was at, I drove past Skunk Ape, Ape uh, fuck, I can't even say, Skunk Ape headquarters. Oh, okay. And I took all these pictures, and I was like, oh, shit, there it is. And they had, like, these, like, Swamp Squatch mannequins uh -huh. and stuff like that, like, all around. So I took some pictures, especially as we were driving, and it totally, like, to me, it looked like Swamp Squatch. <laughs> and I sent pictures to you thinking that Monica's going to be like, oh, fuck, you saw a fucking Skunk Ape. No, did she even fucking respond? Mm -hmm. You didn't even like register that I sent them. Uh, I, I was really I disappointed. That. I would think I would have remembered you that. You were probably stoned. You probably ate too much of your cushy punch and like yeah, thought that the well. light on the TV was like a fucking UFO or <laughs> you know whatever yeah. it is you it's do. Great. It's great. You totally stood up, skunk ape. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, that's all right. That just means we have to go back to Florida and try again. There you go. There you go. Well, tonight. 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 Well, well, real quick, real quick. I want to say shout out to Patreon because if we sound really good right now, it's because we finally got new recording equipment. Yes, indeed. It, finally, we got around to it. We're not sharing a microphone. Nope. We feel nope. legit. We each have our own. Yep. There is pop filters and wires everywhere, and Ricky has a... His headphones headphone on. system going on. He's yeah. got to listen to us jibber jabber. And speaking of Patreon, I wanted to give a lovely shout out to Louisa. Thank you for signing up and being our newest Welcome, member Louisa. of the Patreon Coven. You are amazing. All of you guys on Patreon are amazing. And we thank you so much for your continued support. We hope that you love our silly videos and things that we put up. And, you know, if you guys want to check it out and see if that this is something for you, you can check us out. Go to patreon.com and look up Wine, Spirits, and Witches. We're trying to add new things, and we have three new segments on there now that are coming out this month. So we're really pleased with that. Mm -hmm. And if you can't support us on Patreon, that's fine. But please go and leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to us. 
please yes pretty pretty please because the more you guys do that the more i get to make monica drink baileys and we can talk about <laughs> silly things yuppers chug 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 then chug I, I do it at my own speed do I, it at your own speed do it at your own speed it doesn't sound as good all okay. right. And on that note, what we're actually doing, why we're here tonight. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Ask Estrega. Yes. Or in this case, tell Estrega. You guys are awesome. I posted on Instagram and in our Facebook group that we needed some material for Ask Estrega. And you guys came fucking through. came through. So let's just dive right on in. And this one is from Ramona. I love Ramona. Okay. Hi, Ramona. So she's mm -hmm. amazing. Um, so this is like her response to the Tulpa episode because we, okay. we asked a lot of questions in that one and, you know, speculated right. a lot. So first, thanks for the shout out. We are happy that you like the blanket. You asked for comments about the episode. So here goes. While I really don't know anything about Tulpas, I did have a few thoughts. I did have a few thoughts about the episode. First, the difference between imaginary friends and tulpas and Santa and the Tooth Fairy. Santa and the Tooth Fairy are real legends passed down from generation to generation. We are told we can't see them because they are only to bring us gifts slash money while we are asleep. So we don't actually interact with them to develop a personal relationship like we would an imaginary friend or a tulpa. It seems that could make a difference. I have had interesting encounters with what might be considered imaginary friends and tulpas. For one, forming relationships with celebrities or famous people can be a useful tool. I had read in a book that you can call on successful people in a field you are interested in for advice. Before going to sleep, you ask them by name to come to you in your dream. And when I was trying to write a book, I tried it and it did work. But they, had, they all had a different process and it just confused me, so I had to give up. But Jacqueline Suzanne was not willing to give up on me and continued to visit in my dreams for some time after. Another visitor I had who was an unsolicited visitor was Lucifer. He, he was fun to talk to and had interesting insights on everything. Like why we love people more than God for one. Or oh, why he loved people more than God for one. But he was confused by me. He said everyone else would either wouldn't talk to him because they're afraid of him or they wanted favors from him, but I didn't do either. He decided he wanted me to write a book of all his insights, like conversations with God. When I didn't get it done, he decided to move on to look for someone else that would. But then he does stop by for a visit from time to time. He does enjoy the Saturnalia polka party with the ancestors. I also met an ancestor who visits me. We had an interesting initial encounter where he knelt before me holding up his sword. I thought he was offering it to me and started to take it, but he pulled back in shock. Apparently, he was not offering the actual sword, but as a token of his loyalty to me. He is still suspicious of me and keeps his sword well out of my reach. When I was a child, I had to think what I... I'm sorry, guys. I need to, like, focus. All these words are super tiny, and I think I need new glasses. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when I was a child, I had what I would think would qualify as an imaginary friend. She was a princess who lived in a castle in a hidden kingdom in the woods behind our house. In my dreams, we would meet in the woods and exchange places for a day in the dream. Then we would meet, tell each other about what had happened during the day, and then go back to wake up in our own lives in the morning. The funny thing is that, sh that she apparently sometimes forgot to tell me everything and someone would mention something that had happened that I didn't remember. 
Anyway, you asked for comments, so I hope these were helpful, if only for a laugh. Thank you for your podcast, and I hope you guys are having a wonderful evening. Ramona. Nice. Very nice. That was really good and really well thought out. And first of all, Saturnalia Polka Party. I am (laughs) fucking here for that. That sounds amazing. I really like what she talked about, like the difference with Santa and the Tooth Fairy, because remember, I had talked about that. Right. And you're right. Like, we're not really supposed to, like, develop relationships with them. They come while we're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can write letters to Santa and and tell him, you know, what you want and stuff like that. But that's different from, like, carrying on conversations and developing, like, an actual, like, intimate, like, intertwined relationship the way that you would with a tulpa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I and agree. I, I kind of like this down here where like she would like exchange places for the day with that's the princess cool. and the wood, yeah, right? That's very cool. I feel yeah. like that would be more of a tulpa than I an imaginary so friend, right? Because it's like it even says like sometimes the, the princess wouldn't tell her, and then right. people would say something that she didn't know happened. Right, right. Like that's yeah. more of tulpa activity yeah, to so. me. I would think. I believe so. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. I like that. I like that a lot. And um. Lucifer wanting a book like Conversations with God. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I'm waiting for someone to so, write that now. And then I'll be like, I know that Lucifer visited you. There you go. There's actually this book, and I didn't finish it, so I cannot tell you how good or not good it is, but it's called I, Lucifer. Uh-huh. And I think I lost it, and I should find it again. But it cracked me up because it was like Lucifer came to Earth and kind of got to have a human experience. And uh-huh. so it was him just like really enjoying the human experience down to like like he sniffed a dog's feet oh my. just because like the dog was there and he was like oh my god because he hadn't like touched anything or experienced our senses so i thought it was really interesting but at parts he talks about like the stuff that he like came up with and that he invents just to like fuck humanity up more and it was like ipads and like all this other shit like it was really like funny and it was written in first person and so the way that it was presented was very narcissistic i guess so it's the way that you would see satan kind of i guess it was enjoyable it was definitely enjoyable so can't remember who it's by if anyone knows let us know okay we have another story okay this one is from johnny hellion okay all right back when i was a teen i lived in an old abandoned ranch house it was very haunted one night i fell asleep but it did not feel like i was dreaming at all We had a German shepherd that we all loved very much, but has since passed away. But at the time in that old house, I had a window that faced towards a dirt path that led into the desert. I remember standing on that dirt path and feeling the cold air looking up at the bright full moon and the sky was very clear and bright. It seems to be that only for a moment, but I was experiencing, but what I was experiencing was I had jumped out of my sleep and my heart pounding for some reason. I opened the curtain and I looked outside And our German shepherd was sitting in the same spot by himself where I had just been. And not only that, but the moon and the sky were exactly as I had seen it just moments before. It was very eerie the way our dog was just sitting by himself in the middle of the dirt path, just staring at nothing. To this day, I always wondered what exactly happened. But I feel that somehow I was in our dog or our dog was in me. Oh, wow. That's kind of creepy. So like he he was dreaming. Right. And then woke up. So, like, do you think that you could astral project, like, into an animal? I guess. I mean, I guess you could shapeshift into an animal, right? So, there we yeah. go. Yeah. So, I mean, because that's kind of what it sounds like happened there. Wow. All right. I'm into it. Well, Monica, you must be psychic. 
one. Because our next one is about shape shifting, and you just said shape shifting. Oh, okay. Here you look go. at you. Look at you go, huh? Look at me. Look at me. They don't call me Monica for no reason. They don't call you the shit for no reason. That's right. The shit. That's right. I was gonna say Big Papa Poo Poo, but no. you're not a Papa <laughs> Big Mama Poo Poo. <laughs> the shit. <laughs> All right, so this one is from Justin Cat. Hello, beauties. I thought I'd write in to see if you can help a fellow witch boy out. I'm not sure if this has been discussed in previous episodes, but I thought I would still ask. I was hoping if you can give some pros and tips on shape-shifting. Last year, I had my Akashic Records read and came to learn that I was a monkey in one of my past lives. I was hoping for a tiger, but sure, LOL. She also told me to work with the Groundhog Spirit Medicine as it will give me some important lessons to gather. Since that reading, it's been communicated with me through Hecate and Isis that I should be working with certain animals, wolf, lynx, etc. to grow my knowledge. I've received some bones and statues to feel closer to these animals, but I keep hearing that shape-shifting is where you will come to understand more. A local fellow priestess has told me to let the animal skin wrap over me in meditation to become one with the animal, but I'm still finding struggles with fully connecting in this method. I was wondering if you had any tips to help guide me through in a good direction. Thanks and congrats to Shauna on the new little nugget added to the family, Justin. Well, thank you. I love my nugget very much. Yes. He's pretty cool. I love that much man very much too. (laughs) So this is really interesting and I kind of want to start, Monica, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Yeah. Do you know what those animals represent, the groundhog? Yeah, I do, and I think it's really interesting that she told you to work with the groundhog because it is altered state of beings and the underworld, which is associated with Hecate. So I think that's very interesting with the groundhog, yeah. Trance-like states and a connection to the underworld. Groundhogs um, just got a lot cooler than I think I would right? have ever given them like yeah. credit for. Yeah. That's pretty cool. The wolf, of course, is a guardian and protector teaching you lessons. And sometimes the lessons aren't always pleasant. Sometimes they're they're a little harsh. But, you know, when they teach you little lessons, it's always from a place of love, for sure. And the lynx, of course, I know. Of course I know that. Um, the you say li- that as if everyone should know. Why oh, should, well, that's my you know animal that. spirit totem. There we go. And um, the lynx gives you the ability to look into someone's eyes and see the darkness in their soul, if they're good people or bad people. And um, that's a gift for sure. But it talks about keeping confidences. It's really important that when someone gives you information that's kind of confidential, that you keep that confidence. Don't don't ever betray that confidence. Interesting. Yeah. Do yeah. you feel like you can like look into someone's eyes and see the darkness oh, of yeah. their soul? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, it's yeah. interesting that you say that about the eyes specifically because you really do have cat-like eyes. Yeah, yeah. And eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're told, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yep, I was told. I mean, when I when I discovered who my animal spirit totem was a week or two later, uh, Ted Andrews, the beautiful author of many many books, looked at me and and told me that I know who your animal spirit totem is. And when he told me it was the lynx, I almost collapsed. My knees buckled because. How the hell did he know that? He says, I see him around you. That's how he knew. So he said, I had very interesting eyes. I bet your animal spirit totem is a lynx. And I lost my shit. I lost my shit because it was so true. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. Really cool. Well, as far as shape shifting, 
you did the things that I think I would initially suggest. You you got the bones, you got different totems and connections to these animals. It would also, and I love that someone told you to like wrap the skin around you in meditation because that's absolutely true. Sometimes like people used to like actually take wolf skin and like wrap themselves in it when they would go hunting to help assist with that where they would shape shift into wolves while they hunted and mm -hmm. that was their like process of doing it yeah so those all sound pretty spot on things that i would recommend otherwise to assist with this though would be learning as much as you can about the animals yes. uh going back to ted andrews if you read animal wise or animal speak that's kind of one of the first things that he like addresses with each animal is like a little bit about them. Where did they live? What did they eat? Like little things yes. about the animal itself from a biological standpoint. Yes, exactly. So yes. it's good to know that about what you're doing. And I mean, if there's anything that you can share diet wise with these animals, that might be something to do. Yes. And he also has a book called Shape Shifting Out by Ted Andrews that you should definitely check out. I think that would be helpful to you in uh, learning how to do this more effectively. But something I would do is I go to a local zoo and really just sit in front of the exhibits and really check out what those animals are doing, what the wolves are doing, how they walk, you know, how they pace. And the same thing with the lynx. I mean, just go and stand there and just become one with them. Ask their spirit to, to come into you, you know? Yep. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, take it a step further. Feel their energy and maybe, like, take some, like psychic oil and anoint your third eye before you go in so that you yes. can really like tap in one thing that i will say is because it sounds like you're, you're trying and something's just not hitting the spot and what i personally think that is is um i i feel like you're you're too tied you're too earthbound to your own body and your own like consciousness to really shape shift into the consciousness of this animal so i feel like you need to go into uh, a trance but not a trance through just like quiet meditation i think you need to get primal i think you need to Drumming. get wild yeah yes. and uh, dancing right yeah get in there like get get some good drumming and dance like lose yourself in that moment connect with that spirit really focus on it make the noises that it would yes. make you know like monica said if you were to go to the zoo and watch how they pace get down on all fours and yep. pace the way that they pace exactly and that will kind of take you there and, and get you into that mindset because that's what's happening is we're we're shape-shifting through our mindset into that animal right right that's yeah. what i would do me too that's the exactly what i would do too i want to see monica walk around like a lynx now Meow. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's the yeah yeah do they yeah they actually meow all right I'll, I'll give you that yeah so thank you justin we hope that was helpful yes we hope that will work for you go get that book though it's a beautiful book you would like it i think we're just gonna just recommend all the ted andrews right, books yeah he's right? an amazing, amazing author yes absolutely I, I love that he always has like different meditations and like homework basically yeah always yeah. something to do it's very like hands-on and easy to grasp because he gives you the tools yeah and you know i love that book in particular because when he sent it to me I kind of skimmed through it and I was like, eh, I don't need to read this. I know everything I need to know about shape-shifting. And then I went through the first couple of pages and it blew my mind because he teaches you how to shape-shift a bad mood into a good mood. Oh, there you go. And that that's exactly what I needed at that moment. So I was like, okay, see, Monica, you don't know everything. You learn something new every I, damn day. I think I need to like check that out because I'm good book. always in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> check it out. It just like changed your mindset. You know, you can change your whole 
mindset and attitude. It's that's shape shifting. Yeah. That's absolutely shape shifting. Yeah. That, that's the thing people don't get is it's not just about animals. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yep. So our next one is from Sarah. Hi, Shauna and Monica. My name is Sarah. I live in Orange County. I'm a big fan of your podcast. I'm so excited when I saw your latest Instagram post about sending in questions such as dream interpretation. I think it's meant to be because I recently, about more than a week ago, had a weird dream that left an impression for me. I cannot get the dream out of my head. Sorry, it's kind of long. I was dreaming about cruising the Grand Canyon at night with my boyfriend. We stopped at the edge of the mountain and then got out of the car because we saw a whale swimming in the sky. The whale was in the form of a shadow and it was singing and enjoying the swim along the star, swim among the stars. The sky had so many stars in it that it looked like the Milky Way. I remember I took the phone out to video the scene and then all of a sudden there was a lunar eclipse. It wasn't exactly like our typical lunar eclipse. It was a bit more intense. I say lunar eclipse because it was nighttime and the moon was covered by a big planet. I'm not sure if it was the sun, but it was bright and moving fast. It could be a comet, but I wasn't scared. It was bright enough to make the sky bright orange. At that moment, I saw a huge city in the sky. Imagine that bright planet was like a flashlight, and as it passed, it revealed a city in the sky. I was thinking, wow, that was the city of Atlantis. It was so close all this time, but thanks to the eclipse, we can see the city. I also remember videotaping the whole thing while laying down on the ground. It was not scary, but rather exciting feeling. I think that I've discovered something and I've got it on tape. When I woke up, I got goosebumps. The dream was so realistic that I can remember the phone that I used in the dream was exactly the one I'm currently using. The whale singing is still in my head and the building in the sky was made out of white but old concrete. I even remember the details of those buildings. I did run into a sleep problem after this dream and I had to remember to do meditation. If I get lazy and not meditate or do white light project protection before sleeping, I'll wake up every three hours. Of course, I was tired and I tried looking up online to see what, what my dream might have meant, but there were so many things happening in the dream. When I saw your Instagram post today, it was like I got goosebumps all over again from trying to interpret the dream as it had been in my mind. Thank you for spending time reading this. If it ends up not being chosen to be answered, I'm still really grateful to be able to share this dream with you. Oh, hopefully if you are interested, I will share my story about how I found my spirit animal while listening to your podcast. Oh, wow. That's very cool, too. Yes. Please share share that with us if you want to and what your spirit animal is and how that happened. Yes, yes, please. So this dream has so much to yeah, unpack. It's so, so many layers. Yes. But I do have a... I, now, I'm by no means a dream interpretation expert. That's definitely Monica's realm of things. But I do have a couple like things I want to say okay um first off the okay just like the whale thing like let me just say like I don't know what that means mm -hmm. but then I went on this whole thing about how whales sleep yeah and Ricky recently told me how whales sleep and they sleep like vertical yeah and I fucking hate it I know. it is so creepy even just thinking about it now is creeping me out it's like up there with cockroaches and aliens like i'm not I'm not into <laughs> it at all okay okay 
But what I will say is I do think that you need to research the city of Atlantis a little bit. What what What's the whole deal with that? Because I've heard things like it's city. underwater. It's city, yeah. And then there's stuff about it being aliens or uh, something. Yeah, like I'm there's all sure. sorts of stuff. But I think that you should look that up. Right. But also there's a crystal called Lumerian Quartz. And they're called Record Keeper Quartz. And they're like affiliated with the Lost City of Atlantis and I think the whole thing is that if you can kind of like tap into the crystal it's supposed to like tell you the secrets of Atlantis hmm. um, and the way the reason why I like them and I think they're really cool is the way that you can tell that they're Lumerian quartz versus regular clear quartz is they look like they have a barcode on them hmm. so if you like look at the side like you can see like these ridges and the whole time I thought that those were just like I don't know cut into them from like mining and just like the processing of them but that's just how they grow hmm. so i would maybe get some lumerian quartz okay and what, what do you got monica take well, it away the only thing that i i i can interpret is the whale energy the whale energy usually means like a big project coming on so i'm wondering if there's a project that you're working on or is there a big project coming into your life i'd be curious to know that and since the whale was singing it was a happy whale so i'm thinking that you're going to be very happy if there is a project coming along. So that's the way I would, uh, that's the only thing I could tell you about the whales. So I like that. Well, and I also think it's interesting that she talks about uh, the eclipse. Yeah. And that the eclipse is when she saw Atlantis. So I would see when is like our next eclipse season because we usually have it like at least once a year. Yeah. I think we just recently came out of it because I think we had eclipses in December. But I would check out when the next lunar and solar eclipse is and um, maybe do some like heavy sight work, like psychic work about opening your third eye around that meditate, time. Meditate and see what downloads you get. Yeah. Yeah. Or like even find like a spell that will open your third eye and maybe do that do something like connect with your spirit guide something around that time and if during the time of those eclipses you have anything that you need illuminated and you need clarity on it sounds like you could use the eclipse for it is what it sounds like to me i think you just hit something on the head something got illuminated so maybe she's gonna like something's gonna break through for her she's gonna get a hit on something you know something that she doesn't know about i like that yeah. i like that too mm -hmm. and then the grand county if you're in orange county you're not crazy far from the grand canyon like what five far. hours it's still far that's a weekend road trip yeah yeah you yeah. know like you could do that in a weekend so if you wanted to like maybe that's something and like, grab your boyfriend and go like yeah, that's that. the dream right absolutely i would do it the grand canyon is amazing i've it been amazing twice now and just kind of drove through like i didn't do like the riding the the horse or the mule yeah, yeah, down yeah. I think I would freak the fuck out at that. Oh, I see. I would like to do that. I'd like to go to the bottom. You're so... Ricky wants to camp it. Oh, camp out there. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I think my thing is just like... I See, like, I thought I liked horseback riding and stuff until we were in Costa Rica and I got on one of the horses. <laughs> and I realized, like, I'm really short and I'm really close to the ground and that's how I want to just fucking keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm -hmm. I'm not afraid of heights. I just, I don't want to be on a horse. And so, like, the Grand Canyon is really fucking tall. And then on a horse, nah. No, no, no. I'm cool. That's deep. I'm cool. It's there deep. might be, like. It's deep. It's not tall. It's deep. What I will be at, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> the cliffs are really tall if you're at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what? I'm on my third glass now. Please gin. ignore her. She does not know what, of what she speaks. <laughs> Okay, when you guys like think of the Grand Canyon, do you guys think of it as deep or tall? Like, deep. 
deep and wide. It's a canyon. Goes down. Okay, all I know is that it looks like a fucking painting. Like you go when it doesn't even look real. Yeah. It's pretty surreal. Yeah, it's it is it, very surreal. I, I think it's like 18 miles wide. It's it's yeah, it's pretty. You'd cold. like lose the depth of it. It's so huge that it just doesn't even look like there's yeah. depth to it. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's wide like mother's like like your mother's canyon. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Anyway, all right. Back to the topic at hand. Maybe you should go to the Grand Canyon after you tell me that you think it's tall. That okay. is. Um, but maybe you should go. Maybe those are things that you need to kind of look at. And while you're at the Grand Canyon, if you can, you know, spend the night there or camp it or do something like that. See what download you get. Yeah. Meditate. Do it and see what you get. Bring your fucking Lumerian quartz to With the you. Grand Canyon yes. and yes, see what happens. Absolutely. And look up how fucking creepy it is the way whales sleep. <laughs> It's just like, I've, all right, I've, I've concentrated on too much tonight. I'm going to have like a fucking weird nightmare about it. Yeah, all right, moving on. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. That was a good one. And I love that dream because that was a really incredible wild dream. dream. It was crazy. Yeah. I have a weird dream for you to interpret. I hope I can remember all the details because I had this dream a couple years ago. Okay. So I will tell you about that one later. Anyway, moving on. This is from Tabitha. Okay. Hello, Monica and Shauna. I'm a huge fan of the show, and I want to start off by saying that this podcast came to me at a really important time in my life, and it has been a wonderful experience for me, so thank you so much. My question is in regards to the evil eye and Italian folk magic. Growing up, I've had more than one experience where I think I've accidentally either hacked someone or thrown them the evil eye just by wishing for something to happen. Every single time, it has freaked me out, and I'm super, super careful now about my thoughts and my wishes. I have read before that in Italian folk magic, they believe that certain people are actually born with this ability and can just cause people great harm and throw the evil eye on them. Now, I know plenty about the process of getting rid of the evil eye and cleansing yourself of it or protecting yourself from it. However, my question for you too is, what is your experience with the evil eye? Um, and if you have ever heard of these instances before specifically regarding Italian folk magic, also, if you have any more specific Italian magic books, I'd love some recommendations. Thank you both so much, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you, Tabitha. P.S. Monica, you remind me so much of my little Nona. Please never stop complaining about stick dip pizza, stiff dick pizza on the West Coast and never stop humming. You're a blessing. <laughs> that is so sweet. That's very sweet. That's Thank so you. fucking sweet. And it is. Yes, Monica, please never stop humming and never stop complaining about stiff dick pizza. And you need to okay. do it loudly and use your hands. There you go. There you go. I don't think Hovick would appreciate it. I cut down my humming tremendously at work. He has not been complaining and telling me to shut up. So... There you go. I really just want him to, I want to catch him hum just once. Nah, he will ne you'll never have that. You'll never see that, I'll tell you right now. He'll never do that. Because no. that would emit something that, yeah. That you got under his skin. Yeah. You know, one yeah. day it's just, we're going to just start a whole conspiracy against him and we're going to plan it that every person he encounters that day is going to hum. <laughs> That's going to be great. I think when he least expects it, you should be like, yeah, Hovick used to hum. And be like, no, I didn't. And just get everybody to believe it. Oh, and get everyone to agree that he used to hum? Yeah. 
That's a good one. That's a really good one. All right, guys. Those of you that know Hovik, like we got, we got to start planning this, yeah, right? Yeah. Next time you see me when you come in the store, say, hi Hovik. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, like do it tunelessly. It can't, you can't actually be humming any song. You just have to yeah, hum. Yeah, he listens to this, so he's gonna know. He's gonna be warned. Does he listen to this? He does. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, he does. Sorry, right, we'll wait. Hi, we'll wait Hovick. a little bit. Hi Hovik, how's we'll, it going, we'll man? We'll catch you by surprise. You'll see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so this is interesting, and one thing I want to say, because you, you do mention here like that you know enough about getting rid of the evil eye, but since you said that there's been times that you think you may have been the one to throw it, one thing that you can do is if you touch the person's forehead, it's supposed to lift it. Mm-hmm. So like if I accidentally was like throwing shade at Monica right now, and I feel like I gave her the evil eye, if I went and touched her forehead, it would lift okay. the evil eye. Yeah, and I, I mean, I do believe that fact that some people are more apt to have that ability to, like, cast that evil on people. I don't think I'm very good at it, and that gets me mad. Really? I, I've practiced it on my neighbor. Oh, <laughs> damn. Okay, well, there you go. Well, he parks all of his stupid fucking cars on my street, and he doesn't live on this street. Oh. And if you don't have any parking space, if you don't have any parking space, maybe you shouldn't have three fucking cars. That's true. Park it on your own street. I, I agree. Yeah, well, and it's like, maluk, yeah. I try. I fucking try. Just go like this. I do. All right. And I harder. like mad dog him. And it's like, and the cars are still <laughs> here. Like, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know his life. Maybe he had a really bad headache that day and I'm doing great. There you I go. don't know. You don't even know that, right? But exactly. can I like, can I get the car? Well, see, I want to give the cars the evil eye, but I don't want anything bad to happen in them. I just want them to go away. Mm, yeah. Mm. I don't think that'll work. I was thinking about making creepy little voodoo dolls and just leaving them there. Mm. With my fucking luck, that fool listens to this, too, and he's going to get the heads up. Oh, my God, yeah. Anyway, um, so what what is your experience as far as giving giving the evil eye? What is your personal experience with the evil eye? Well, all I know is usually people, like, um, that think they have the malukia on them, they... They, they get headaches. I mean, that's one of the first. That's like the big one. That's the big one. They'll get headaches that don't go away. And, you know, their life kind of seems to just will start falling apart. You know, mm-hmm. nothing's going right. And, you know, we just do that a cleanse on them and it usually works. So, I mean, that's all I really know about it. I know that, you know, there's, there's lots of evil eye uh, jewelry and symbols and stuff. That you can get to like protect yourself and protect your home and Have protect your Have you ever tried to give somebody the evil eye? That's a question that, I mean, I think I talked about it. Uh, did I actually absolutely do it? Maybe, but uh, I don't remember too much about it. <laughs> if I did, um, you know, back in the day when I first started doing magic, um, I might have done, you know, you know how you experiment and. You learn, mm-hmm. you learn yeah. through your your lessons, and yeah. So back in the day, I might have, you know, yeah. Back yeah. in the day when you were young and dumb. Yep, young and dumb. That's right. I think the last time I used my Malukia hands was at Pagan Pride Festival when someone was like trying to rip Hovik. They just really came down on Hovik. At the, they started cursing at him at the booth and stuff. And I came over with my my evil eye hands. Oh damn! Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's like the last it. time I did it. But, you know, she re- that means fuck you, you know, go away. Back you know? at your shit. Yeah, like, yeah. it's back, like the, giving your evil eye hand the, the monocornudo. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. That, that's not like giving someone the evil, is it? Because I always thought it's like it's protecting, protecting from it. From like, from if you're giving front. it to me yeah. and I'm doing that to you, it's like like a return to sender, like right exactly. back at you. Exactly. It's exactly. It's like a shield. Right? Yeah. It's just like wearing the eye jewelry. 
But could you do that, like, to give someone the evil eye? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, so it works that way, too? Yeah, yeah. It's your intent. Yeah, it's your intent. And the other thing I do know about um, the evil eye, and they, um, you see this actually a lot, is um, especially with, like, old ladies, like, little old ladies. And it's not just little old Italian ladies, but that's just, like, you know, my... Interpretation. Ex- my experience with it is um, they never tell you the good shit that's going on in their life. Yeah. If you're like, oh, Aunt Rosie, how is it going? And she's just going to tell you that, like, her hip hurts and her husband's annoying and her grandson's ugly and, you know, and all this shit. And you're like, damn, okay, Debbie Downer. And it's not that she's being that way. It's that she's protecting all the good shit in her life. She's not going to tell you, like, oh, my grandson might be a little funny looking, but he has straight A's and just got a scholarship and blah, blah. Like, no, because then, like, you're going to go and throw the evil eye and be jealous. And then, like, it's going to fall apart. So there is that kind of protection there. Um, I've also heard that like if like you always protect babies from the evil, and when yes. people are like, "Oh, your baby's so cute," don't or, ever let a person touch the baby's head. I think I have heard that. Is yep. that that is that like the That's evil eye too? Thing. Don't ever, don't allow anybody to touch the baby's head because that that their that soft spot, soft spot is still open, mm-hmm. and stuff can get in, right? Oh shit! All right, all okay, right. So make sure no one touches that baby's head here. Here. So the third eye or the soft spot. Yes. Well, I mean, my baby's a pandemic baby, so no one's allowed to touch him, period. Okay, there you <laughs> go. But from, seriously? Okay. When a stranger comes around, just don't, do not allow I think that's so weird. The whole concept of a stranger just wanting to touch your fucking right? baby. Yeah, you know. You yeah. know, I feel like I got really lucky about it being the pandemic because I haven't had that issue and no one tried to touch me when I was part. One person did and I like I know them but it was just very awkward because I was standing there and all of a sudden they were like touching my belly and I was yeah. like oh yeah. I, I hate this how do I make it stop you don't have permission to touch my body it I was hear. really weird but I, I didn't get it as much as like other people yeah I didn't do it unless you asked me to feel the baby move I would never do that but he wasn't you no one got to feel him move but you got to feel his head a couple times and I you're did. just like yeah yeah I did. But, like so. now it's like look how giant it is his cousin calls him mega mind and don't forget, you know, anybody can wish anybody ill intent. Words and thoughts are powerful. Very much so. So, remember. Oh, the other thing about the evil eye, though, is that if, like, someone's giving you a compliment, but they don't say, like, God bless you or something like that afterwards, like, it's like a fake compliment. And they're just, like, being, they're being cunty. Mm. That's what it's supposed to be. So that's another way um, of, like, the evil eye. And so if you think anyone's doing that to you, or you think someone's throwing the evil eye at you, you can, you know, give them the monocornudo or the monofiga with, like, the hand gesture or you can turn around and spit on the ground in their direction. Mm-hmm. And those are supposed to be like three easy ways to stop it. Yeah. But you're right. Anyone can do it. It's all in all in your intent. That's right. And how you feel. Exactly. And some people are more powerful than others. Let's mm-hmm. face it. So, yeah. I was reading something about it because I actually looked it up. And um, it was saying like if you want to give someone the evil eye, like you have to like kind of soften your gaze and like stare at them while like thinking shitty thoughts or in like i don't know thinking evil eye evil eye evil eye mm-hmm. uh but that it's better if they catch you staring at them because then they can see it mm-hmm. yeah. that, that's what it is but, i mean i feel like that's just just a creepiness in general like if you catch anyone staring at you yeah you could feel it you can't you, can you fucking it. can't i have had that happen oh, yeah. to me and then when I got home, my mojo bag had broken my protection bag. Ooh. But I felt that fucker, like, staring see? at me. Like, see? I knew that that's what was up. You and can feel it. You, you can. can feel it. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. So, So yeah. that's what I know. And then, like, as far... What... Do you have any books that you would recommend on Italian magic? I adore 
Rue's Kitchen, Italian Folk Magic, that book. Her name's Mary something, but if you look up Rue's Kitchen, she's on Instagram, and she has the blog, too, but it's it's a really darling book, and it has a lot of Italian folk magic in it. There's one that I have that's an oldie but goodie. It's called Etruscan Magic. That's a good one. I don't know who it's by, though. I can't remember. It's Leo, Leo something. Lilo or Leo something, and uh, that's a good book, and then anything by Gramassi. He's about the, the, you know, the one that I know about all the, writes all the Italian books. So. We can also do uh, Aradia Gospel of the Witches. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. usually what you'll find it, like one side is in like the traditional right. language and then like it's like translated, translated into yeah. English. That's a really interesting book to read though, to be honest. It is. It is. Um, because the stories in it are fucking crazy. I know. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good one too. Yeah. That's what I would, I would start with. Yes. All right. Start with and with whatever. That's whatever. a lot, a lot explore, to read. Explore. Yes. Explore. We have one last question. Okay. All right. And this is coming from Bones. Okay, Bones. Let's hear it. Just watched your predictions for the year of 2022. And you asked uh, what listeners had their, their first spell and which, which got me thinking. I literally just got into tarot and witchcraft officially at the end of December. And in the current situation I am in, I am not able or allowed to use candles or burn anything where I currently live. So my question for you is what would you recommend to use since I am unable or unfortunate not to be able to use candles or incense? I'm also a witch on a budget at the moment. And I had been told that tarot cards could be also be used in spells. And I would like your advice or opinions on that. Okay. So even though incense and candles are a huge go-to in witchcraft, it's not the be-all, end-all. Right. Is mojo bags? Oh, yeah. And so a mojo bag is something where you can take, like, specific herbs, crystals, and other, like, things, like even animal fur, and put them into the mojo bag for a specific intent. Right. Um, an easy one that I do is you can, like, take herbs. For, like, so let's say that we're doing something for love. You take some roses. And you put them in the palm of your hands and you think about your intention and you start rubbing your hands back and forth till they get really hot. And then you just open up and you blow the herbs out. You would blow the roses out or up on, on a windy day, let the wind like take it. That's an easy one. Mm -hmm. I can't do that because that would require me to stand in the wind and we all know how I feel about that. Right, mm -hmm. right. As far as using tarot, you can absolutely use tarot yes. in witchcraft. And normally I would say use the major arcana. Right. And that's because that's more of like an archetype, like a big player kind of energy in a specific way. And you can kind of embody that and bring that into your life. But you could use the minor arcana as well. Any of the ace cards are always awesome. Good. Uh, you can put them on your, on your altar. You can carry it with you or even like find a picture of it online and have it as your phone's background as that constant reminder. Mm -hmm. One thing I did because... I read tarot professionally, which means my cards get beat up a lot. So I'm having to replace my deck every so often. So I actually went according to the house grid. And so where like my fame and reputation corner is, I actually put the star tarot card. So that's uh -huh. about like, you know, your destiny shining bright. But it's also my fame and reputation would be considered my tarot because that's what I do for a living. Right. So I put that in my fame and reputation corner of my house. Right. And just by taking out one of the cards from the major arcana, like the lovers or, you know, something like that and meditating on it. That's that's the way you work magic with the tarot too. Absolutely. A really fun way to do that too is that you like look at the card and like 
really try and remember all of the artwork on it and then you close your eyes and you imagine it like in front of you on a movie screen or something like that and then you go into the card mm. and then from there it becomes kind of like a vision quest ah. where you like can you talk to the people in in the card like can you see past it and explore it further like what happens next it's a really wonderful way to get to know things there you go I would also like to say through like half of that explanation, like I was battling a cat that was sitting on my lap and <laughs> smacking me in the face with his tail. So yep. Dean yep. is here. He is he is contributing to this. So yeah, witchcraft on a budget, low pro witchcraft, no problem. Right, that is exactly. totally effective and it was absolutely fine. So yep. And you know, another thing you could do is something quick and dirty is like get a bay leaf and write on it with your intention and just throw it in running water somewhere. You know, that's a good mm-hmm. little a way of doing magic that you don't have to use fire or, or anything like that. Yeah, I think that's one of the very few times that you've mentioned throwing something in running water and I didn't yell at you about polluting. Well, yeah, well, it's all natural. Yeah, yeah, that one I am okay with. I don't okay. think that's totally, totally bad. So there you go. There we go. Go throw some shit in water. <laughs> some natural shit, of course. Natural shit. Yes. So that's what we got for you. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. Yes. And all of you listening, I know that you guys have questions. I know that you guys have stories about that one time that you think you saw a ghost, but might not have been one, but it could have been one. And we want to hear it. And you know what? I was going to put this on Facebook, but now that we're here sitting here, I'm just going to put it out there. I know you hear me joking around and Shauna joking around about Bigfoot, but have any of you guys in our community had an experience And if you have, can you please share? Because I would love to hear about your experience. Not just about Bigfoot, but like any cryptids. Monica likes cryptids. She likes Dogman and the rake. And more interested in Bigfoot. Yeah, that's your that's your main squeeze. Yeah, yeah. So, but now I'm gonna just open. I want to hear about all the cryptids. But I know someone out there. I know someone out there has had an experience, and I would love to hear your experience. So please share. So if you want to share any of your experiences about ghosts, about Bigfoot, if you have questions, want to share your opinions about tulpas or give us your first spell, please email us winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. And don't forget to join the Facebook group, Wine Spirits and Witches. It's a private group, so you can go on there and you do have to fill out questions. And just so you guys know, I am a stickler about listening, about answering the questions, which are super easy. Yes. And you just basically have to suggest that you listen to the podcast and what your favorite episode is. If you don't answer them, I will not allow you into the group because Ooh. I think it's like robots. Yeah, yeah. So Okay. I don't like robots either. They're they're up there with aliens and sleeping whales, you know? Yeah, yeah I got it. All yeah. right. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram too. And who knows? My niece just taught me how to use TikTok, so there might be a wine spirits and witches TikTok in the making. Ooh. Who knows? Never know. But thank you guys so much. Who is your shout out to, Monica? I got a shout out to this lovely girl that I met the other day. And she's one of my coworkers' girlfriend. And her name is George Ann. And she's a beautiful, beautiful person. So this is for you, George Ann. Pleasure meeting you. You're wonderful because you're born on my birthday. So there's your shout That's out. That's not biased at all, Monica. <laughs> not biased at all. Not at all. <laughs> My shout out is to one of our listeners named Summer. Okay. Summer and her husband are expecting a baby Ooh. coming up soon. By the time this comes out, the little one may have actually been born. already been Aww. born. So Aww. 
Congratulations on your wean one. We hope that your delivery is easy and smooth. And your recovery is just as easy and smooth. And we hope that your family is totally in love and just in your little love nest, just all aglow. Cherish it. And we we hope that it's all just beautiful and just a blessing for all three of you. Congratulations. Congratulations. And on that note, Merry Meet. Merry Part. And and Merry Meet again. Again.